Welcome to Imagine Action Podcast. In this episode, I am speaking with Charlie Kesson about stories, community, and the social arts facilitator path. Enjoy. Imagination. Creando comunità trasformativa. Social arts across borders. Crediamo che l'immaginazione. Building transformative. Communities for Future. Nosotros creemos que la imaginación es el derecho universal. We believe imagination is our universal right and regeneration is our collective responsibility. You're a storyteller, an artist, yourself a facilitator and social arts facilitator. Do you feel it's something that you can find yourself in that as well, your work? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of play with the title sometimes when I when I discovered storytelling and started telling stories and I kind of started calling myself a storyteller because it became a really useful umbrella for someone who facilitates and does community work and sometimes performs and it became a useful umbrella. But uh, yeah, these days I suppose I usually use storyteller first and then facilitator, educator, community builder perhaps um I actually I like that you said facilitator for social arts I was like oh that, that's kind of yeah that kind of is what I do <laughs> I suppose I, I usually plop the word community in there somewhere because it, it sometimes it, it feels kind of like a driving force for me as well mm. even though it's somewhat elusive that uh, word yeah and I want to say something about the name so your name when we met I think we were starting with Kesem which is magic in Hebrew Uh-huh. And, and the Kesson storytelling. Um, and I think that the name before or still is it's Charlie and Charlie Kesson. Yeah, I find it fascinating. And also I remember that you were, you know, doing Aliyah, going to Israel at that time. And emigrating, for those who yeah. don't know what Aliyah is. <laughs> yes, like, uh, what is Aliyah? <laughs> that's a good question. Oh, that's um, a whole can of worms. <laughs> basically going to live in Israel. So maybe we can go back to this later. So I want to, you know, start with my, the question I'm asking everyone for the beginning, which is what has been your way in, your doorway to this line of work, whatever it, it is called? Oh, I like this question. <laughs> Because actually the minute you said doorway, this kind of this like portal in my imagination opens up. And I suppose that that's definitely a big part of the way in. Actually, some years ago when I was in my 20s, when I was, trying to find my way and what to call myself my work I actually did choose the name magic door and made it even through a logo and I think it was a bit too like not perhaps not grounded enough but I love the image like of when we tell a story or have a communal experience it's kind of going through a doorway and going through a portal and how we can use words to to open doors um in our imagination or in human connection even now we're just talking about these empathy dinners where a friend a friend of ours Melissa Melissa Epicsis is doing empathy dinners with a Republican and a Democrat and it it's opening a doorway to meet each other what was the question and how did how did you get to do this work like what was your way in or you know entrance or doorway or key you know I suppose in a really broad sense, I feel like art, the arts have always been my, my like blood, in my blood and in my life, my life force. 
and after years of you know realizing that I'm not an academic despite what you know teachers or family might want <laughs> pursuing that more finding my way to study arts therapy which was a huge personal healing process but also in conjunction with that I started to meet um, like-minded alternative innovative communities and I felt like actually that was a big part of my training ground as well I was learning from my friends and my peers about facilitation about inclusivity about create how to work with social issues or you know religious spiritual holidays but in such creative and magical ways that was definitely for a long period uh, my, my doorway and then eventually I found storytelling was like the next the next grand doorway and I really feel like I'm, I must credit the School of Storytelling in, in Forest Row where I studied and wonderful teachers Roy Gallo and many teachers who just yeah they opened the doors for many many people all over the world and the stories themselves I, I feel are the doorways actually as I go through each year now telling stories sometimes more sometimes less sometimes find the stories that accompany me in a certain time of year or time of life and it's literally that they, I feel like they kind of like knock on my door and say hello <laughs> so like the stories are the doorways and then every every kind of step along along the journey and the people that inspire me along the way I think they are the doorways too they have been and they are yeah well, actually, this, this leads us to the second question, which is both about what has been leading you, but also, you know, a little bit about the guides and the, who has been the inner guides and the outer guides that you found. Oh, I love this question, too. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why, because over this year specifically, in light of the pandemic, I, I've been asking myself, what's my role during these times or what what's needed and you know and being someone that works with groups and people and not really being able to do that okay now what so in the summer I was doing research around topics storytelling as medicine and part of that research was exactly that who are my allies what are my allies in the imaginal world also shadows and demons characters like to create this kind of tool toolbox or or a friend of mine said it's not a medicine bag it's a warehouse I need more space of uh, of characters and images to to call upon for creating stories or 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 for just for each one that brings a remedy and I can say ones that just kind of pop up because um, I feel like I'm still kind of on that quest Okay, I'm not sure what's popping up, but what is popping up is is something that's not actually in the imagination. It's outside in my garden. It's might be one of my lockdown projects, learning gardening and the trials and tribulations. Um, I just planted um, what do you call stilim in uh, English? Like uh, um, yeah, like not seedlings or, or plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah seedlings. Yeah. seedlings just planted seedlings yesterday and then the first really heavy rains came and almost buried them all like it's it's a wonderful image <laughs> and then this morning kind of trying to pry them out and tuck them back into beds and 
tell them ask them if they're okay and um I think yeah for me cultivating a relationship with the natural world is um something that I just know in my bones is a healer is support is medicine and I know that yeah because I know I can easily forget to listen to those things and actually one so one of my guides in the form of a real person um Mika Hadar Borthwick is her name who I actually met around the time I was discovering all these wonderful communities um Limud and grassroots Jews and Moshe House um I was studying art therapy with her daughter and she um Ruti her mother Mika is a healer and something that one of her many facets she has many gifts um she she works with flowers um so she's building a project called a flower a day photographing a flower a day and then i noticed this year she started posting the flowers again and saying look at the picture take 10 mindful breaths and see sense what do you sense what do you experience and of course you can do this with real flowers or plants or trees or crystals or all kinds of things yeah kind of surprising me that actually i'm focusing on mostly things in the natural world i think dreams um there's certain characters or places that have been appearing in my dreams my old garden where where i grew up has been appearing in my dreams lately like, oh that's that's interesting what does that have to say well there's i feel like there's a lot more i could say on this topic i don't know whether to continue or not Yeah, no, it's it's great. Like I really believe in that and and I have experienced that. You know, I can I had many mentors and teachers and you know, but really if I have to nature has been like a, a major like even from a very small age and and this relationship with nature. And then dreams and you know, for me also Noah my child as a sort of kind of in a sense of um and I, and i feel like this kind of work is a yeah anyway it's a whole kind of topic but it, it's very close to what people used to call like um witches or haha <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you know a witch doctor you know like uh, things that are based of in the human culture you know it's talking with with the, so i i believe in that spiritual element of this work even if we're not naming it it's there that's what i feel Yeah, I mean, I would like to add that I feel like that's just what came out when you asked the question, but it's I I will say that it's not like I'm one of these people that's, you know, preparing my own medicine and always meditating and it that's just what came out when yeah. the question was popped um but I I definitely very much feel like a student of connecting with nature or um still very relatively pretty young in the storytelling world for example um actually Roy my teacher said it's one of the professions that you kind of get more credible with age <laughs> <laughs> it's funny um yeah and because also if i'm working i told you just before about this project that i'm doing that's connecting with the different seasons and life cycles um the eight kind of i call them transitions from the year which have different names and different traditions and you know a lot of people gather and meditate and and do ceremonies and things like that um and my i feel like my way or what i like to bring mm-hmm. the space i like to hold and open for a community is very much 
grounded in um in story in song in ritual but not kind of the highest realms the simplest the mm. simplest ritual of you know bringing a piece of fruit to the communal table um or a photograph of a loved one that's passed away and sharing an anecdote about it just the simple grounded rituals that that connect us kind of here and now rather than um that i feel like that that feels like a big part of my way um also because i'm a bit scared of all the spiritual stuff <laughs> no but I, I i love it it's like this the the magic of everyday life yeah so oh, it's nice that you say that actually because i don't think i can't remember whether i've got it on my website anymore but it says kesim collective i think it's just it either used to say or it still says weaving life and art because mm. that that was my intention that my art becomes my life and my life becomes my art and yes yeah that's what we're looking at hmm. so the next question is about what has and is maybe still <laughs> because you know we're on the path and been the frustration or challenges with this kind of work i mean there's a few there's a couple of things that pop up i just want to say them out loud uh, so remember one is about finding the way to this work um and one is about the boring practical stuff <laughs> like marketing or knowing your audience or how to how to brand like more businessy stuff that i perhaps been more resistant to but learning more and more how to do that and having funny days where i'm doing marketing which basically means having personal conversations with like with loads and loads of people which in uh when i zoom out i feel like oh marketing but zooming in it's like oh it's quite nice it's just like to try and make it personal as personal as possible especially like i i can't remember what, when i said but feeling like we're so saturated with stuff have this experience have this workshop have this thing have this thing I'm like why why would anyone want a storytelling course now and a lot of people usually tell me well that's exactly what people want right now <laughs> but yeah i feel very overwhelmed by how much there is out there and also i'm quite picky about what i resonate with and what i don't it's actually kind of a challenge but also a gift finding the right teachers or right um guides and i like i feel with storytelling where is my main teacher and in some ways i don't feel a massive need to go to workshops and things with loads of other storytellers which i'm sure i will in time but um and i have connected with other storytellers along the way but it's really golden when i really feel a connection with someone and can develop there that was some of that and i think what popped up to me popped out popped up yeah cropped up <laughs> <laughs> for me is Yeah, it's about finding my way to this point because I went to an all-girls school that had was very focused on academics. Um I wanted to study drama at university but was encouraged to take a more academic course rather than a highly practical one and I was like bored and really want to do the theory so much. I wanted to create. It didn't suit me. Um yeah, over my 20s I was started to learn to facilitate um you know 
terribly at first and <laughs> grew in that and but still I when people ask what do you do I, I didn't even know what to say oh creative arts facilitator and I also didn't have a lot of confidence because in a way it's kind of it's kind of carving out your own individual journey I feel for all of us in in this field um because it's it's got these different nuances maybe some people focus more on activist activism work or some people more performance or in you know, applied social arts in many different settings. Yeah, I think it, it just took me a, a lot of trial and error or trial and doing something else and trial to get to this point where I suddenly realized, oh, that year where I studied photography was actually really helpful. I'm not a photographer, but now I know a bit about Photoshop and graphic design a little bit. Super helpful <laughs> right now. Art therapy, I didn't become an art therapist, but unbelievable foundation for working with people and arts and creativity and empathy so um actually uh, my, my partner's family uh i was talking with them about this recently how yeah i suppose because of what i went through i feel like it's okay for young people in their 20s to get a bit lost and not know and try i feel like that's the time but it, it was challenging you know fortunately i was privileged enough to have choice to uh, find that way yeah yeah I'm, I'm hearing this finding the way and yeah also a little bit this kind of standing in front of the world somehow when and the world could be the marketing aspect or other people or it could be the family or it could be you know academy and and you know kind of holding your ground and 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 discovering how to do it you know um, yeah like who am I to you know, I wasn't born into a lineage of storytellers. Who am I to call myself a storyteller? But at the end mm. of the day, the world needs more stories. So, you know, all those voices of doubt that we all get and then the other ones that are like, no, just do it and you're good, you're okay and just keep going. <laughs> and yeah, it's not crystal clear what's, what the way is or what the goal is, but just keep keep going. Um, and you keep going, you're on the path and... What are the the gifts and the kind of treasures you are finding on the way found so far? Um, I feel like um, when I was studying storytelling, our teacher talked about um, this magic when the storyteller and the story listeners and the story kind of become one. Let's say as a phenomena rather than like a kind of a spiritual experience, although it could be this phenomena where, we, where we've opened the door, the stories open the door in our imaginations. And it's, it's not about me or someone as the teller and the listener. It's like we, we're entered into this space and we're there together. When I experienced that, that togetherness through the imagination and, and maybe slightly this, this sense of, oh, there, there is this power because I'm, I've kind of taken people in and I'm the conductor, they're, they're trusting me in this. That's a, but it's more like an, a feeling of awe than rather power, actually. And real, yeah, it feels really magical and kind of humbling and an honor to let this story out and, and create this space together. Especially as I really love to, you know, ask the listeners questions and, or get people to join in with instruments. Um, or I've started lately getting people to act, act out characters, which is just wonderful. And you've got adults that just immediately 
like that go into being playful children that's definitely I feel like that's a big drive for me that, that I get to facilitate that facilitating other people in their joy and magic and creativity and that might be in telling a story or it might be in leading a workshop and, and people connecting with their own stories or, or each other when these moments in workshops where I just kind of see these two these pairs of people just engaged and listening I really love that too mm. actually yeah did a deepening workshop with uh, like an enrichment workshop with Rory when he was here in Israel and it was a workshop about the art of listening it was very funny because we were about 70 people in the room all Israeli pretty much I think and the exercise was uh, there were several rounds and it was you imagine you're walking around with someone um in a park or something and you both at the beginning you're both speaking over each other and then it's dropping down a bit so you you're leaving a bit more space but still interrupting and, and then it drops down and drops down until it ends up silent it was very difficult for people to just shut up <laughs> very difficult it was very funny <laughs> it's definitely something in the culture here but um I think uh that's been a real treasure for me and I still try to develop that and it's something that perhaps the children of today or my generation also we're not so educated to listen and it's said that uh, a good storyteller needs to become a good story listener first which is absolutely one of my gifts and treasures also when I love hearing stories <gasps> yes tell me <laughs> If you like the podcast, like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Support me in making the podcast on Coffee slash Imagine Action. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Come back next week for the second part of the episode. Nosotros creemos que la imaginación es el derecho universal. We believe imagination is our universal right and regeneration is our collective responsibility.